What is up, Flock and friends? It is I, Rob Chapel, your host with another special bonus edition of Talking Flock, your full mingle podcast. Alongside me today in the studio, Mr. Kyle Carr. How you doing, Kyle? I'm I'm doing all right. Doing all right. And uh, the man of the hour, our special guest, Mr. Ozzy Ramos. How you doing? I'm doing great. I couldn't be happier to be here, in Madison, with you guys. All right, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I know uh, we mentioned off air like you're you're still kind of like you're like moving. <laughs> Like <laughs> getting settled into Madison, and you're you're good enough to give us some time tonight, so we, we appreciate it. So, welcome to Madison. My first big question is: uh, you got your first action with Ford Madison uh, coming in as a substitute Saturday night, and I notice on the back of your shirt it says Ozzy instead of Ramos. And I'm like, how do you pull that off? I, <laughs> who do you? Is that was that part of the deal? It was like, okay, I'll go, but they got to put Ozzy on my jersey. Or how well, does that even work? That's a, that's always. Uh, I think the last uh, few years, the last few yeah. years, I've. Uh, I've preferred my first name on the back of my jersey. Uh, why? There's no real why, I guess. I just uh, I just want my first name on it. I think cool. uh, I mean, it's pretty cool as the soccer name goes. I mean, it's different. <laughs> it's different. You just asked for that? They let you do it? No, I didn't ask for it. But at my previous club, I uh, I did have Ozzy as well. So uh, shout out to Paul, uh, Paul and the all, all the the backroom staff there. They they pay attention to the little details. So nice. I okay. they, they just they just knew that that was your preference and they did it. So I want to ask you about that process, and we'll get in more into the into the soccer side of things. But um, this is a rare occurrence that you know we have in the past five years we've occasionally signed a new player during the season. But I, Kyle, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time we've actually got a transfer mid season, especially yes. from another team in the league. So I'm curious how that process worked. I mean, you probably. I mean, when did you know it was happening? I mean, you were playing for Fuego a week ago, and now you're playing for us. Uh, when did you find out how that happened, or that it was happening, and, and kind of how did that process work for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was conversations uh, going on for maybe weeks. I'm sure, uh-huh. uh, but everything was whether it was going to happen or not. It was cemented last week. It, it just for me, it was just a matter of. Yeah, in 24 hours, hey, like you're transferring to Madison, and boom, I I need to I need to get ready, I need to adjust, and uh, for me, I mean, I'm 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 happy so far. The the last few days, uh, all the guys, everybody has been welcoming, so uh, I'm I'm happy with. Uh, I mean, like I said, like all this has happened so quick, but mm-hmm. uh, everybody everybody has been super good to me, so I appreciate I appreciated that too. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering, obviously, like, in, like, American sports, it's, like, not a surprise if someone were to get traded in midseason. It's kind of one of those things that you – it kind of catches you off guard. So was this kind of something that when these things were happening and when you found out, did it, like, catch you off guard that you were leaving or did you kind of expected this to happen? I don't think it caught me off guard. I think uh, I kind of expected it uh, to happen. Um, I know that uh, last offseason uh, – there there was some conversations that uh, uh, maybe I could have came to Madison. Maybe I was going to stay at Fuego. I wasn't sure. Um, I decided to stay at Fuego, to obviously, to begin the season. And, uh, I, I mean, this opportunity came about, and uh, the clubs uh, did their thing uh, with the transfer. And I think, uh, I think everyone came out happy with, uh, with the move. Um, what have you been in your conversations, I suppose, in the first, you know, your first week or so here, 
Um, what has been the message to you from the coaching staff about your role here in, at Fort Madison? Yeah, I mean, uh, for, for me, I think uh, I'm here to, to obviously, uh, in Spanish, it's uh, aportar, which is uh, to add to the team. Uh, so I think that's what I'm here for. I'm here uh, if, uh, if the club is uh, making a signing, especially this late in, into the season. Uh, I know the responsibility that comes with it, and uh, it's a responsibility that uh, excites me. It really excites me. So uh, for me, um, whenever I come on the pitch uh, and Matt decides uh, to, to get me on the field, uh, I'll be more than ready and I'll be uh, more than willing to uh, fight for all the guys, all the guys and everyone, everyone there for sure. That, that's interesting you say that because like it is obviously late season. It's kind of we're on that on the precipice of falling out of playoff contention. And, and do you feel like it's kind of like I'm being brought in to, to make sure this to pull this team across the line? No, not necessarily. I think uh, we have a strong group. We have a strong group uh, in every in every position. Uh, like I said, I, I just think I'm uh, I'm a player that uh, they're adding they're adding to to their already strong group, and uh, I think uh, I, I, I'm confident that uh, what I bring to the team is gonna is gonna help us um, hopefully uh, get over that playoff push and uh, maybe even longer. That would be that 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 would be the main target for sure. Yeah. And uh, you did talk about when you first came in, you know, like how the guys were welcoming and everything like that. So what has that been like in terms of kind of just coming in straight to training? And do you kind of see like a different mentality with these with the group of players? Do you feel like everything's like like your transition has been a smooth process? Uh, I'm big on uh, I'm big on two things. I'm big on uh, obviously, like you said, the mentality of the group uh, and as well as the the soccer identity, the soccer idea. And I think uh, both of those things uh, for me have been a check mark. They've been really good, uh, both from the staff and from the players. I think uh, it's a group of players that uh, when when we step out to the training pitch, um, we were not there necessarily to be uh, giddily-gaddily, but to, <laughs> to, to help each other uh, improve and help each other prepare for the next game. Um, I want to ask a little bit about your background and kind of introduce you to our, our listeners. Uh, you're from uh, you, you're from Central Valley, right? Like that you're that's for the Fresno area. And uh, yes, correct. What um, uh, at what point in your obviously playing soccer as a kid, like a lot of us did, and some of us are good at it, some of us are not. So <laughs> you were obviously good at it. So at what point did you um, did did you kind of <clears throat> start to realize that, okay, soccer is my thing. I could actually do this, uh, you know, for real. How old were you when you're kind of like starting to think about that? I think when I was probably 12, 13, uh, when I was 12, 13, I, uh, I spent some time at uh, Pachuca's Academy in mm-hmm. Mexico. And obviously there, I mean, it's, it's one of the best academies in Mexico. So, uh, mm-hmm. naturally you're going to be playing with other top players, your age, uh, other top guys that are in, in the youth national team system and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, from then on, I was like, like this, this has to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously it's for me, it was good to get that experience early on and recognize the, uh, the level, the level of preparation, the level of uh, 
of dedication that it takes uh, and the level of football that it, it that is necessarily that is necessary uh, to to advance into from the youth game to the professional game. Mm -hmm. uh, so from then on, I think uh, uh, I take a lot of pride in my preparation. So from then on, I think that's taking pride in my preparation has been a big thing. And you talked about, you know, that uh, Pachuca Academy, and I know you also had um, signed with another Mexican club, you know, during that COVID season. So, and obviously with someone um, having that experience, what was that like? Just kind of both learning in terms of soccer and how it's played in Mexico and as well as in the United States. Yeah, different, different football for sure. I think, uh, Whereas the uh, the American game um, is a bit more physical, uh, I think the Mexican game uh, there's a higher emphasis on the uh, not only on the technical but also the tactical. I think those two things uh, on the Mexican side of things uh, they were very good. Uh, and in my short time in Mexico, I think uh, I learned a ton. I learned a ton uh, not only being there uh, and growing. Uh, on my own in a, even though it's uh, my parents' home country, it's, uh, it's, still, a, it's still a foreign country. Uh, it's a different culture, different uh, environment, uh, different expectations. So naturally you grow, naturally you grow in those environments. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it's, it's, a, it's a different expectation of football. So I, I appreciate that as well. Now you, um, was there a, a, I want to ask about that sort of period when you're, 16, 17, 18, and deciding, do I go the professional club route or do I go to college? You went to San Diego State, which uh, my wife would be happy about. She's from San Diego, big Aztecs fan, um, and, uh, but then, and then finished in Seattle. Um, what was that uh, decision-making like? What was the calculus there between straight to pro versus going to college? Yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I had conversations with my club coach at the time. My club mm -hmm. coach at the time, he's uh, – Still to this day, I mean, he sent me a message maybe a few hours ago uh, about this transfer because he just looked into him. Uh, but I mean, I had a lot of conversations with him. He uh, he kind of left it on me. Uh, he he told he told me the pros and cons of uh, both of the options uh, during high school. I was uh, I mean, I was a pretty good student, three eight, four zero ish. So mm -hmm. I think a little more than pretty good. Um, <laughs> But it was like uh, I get to continue my school uh, and uh, obviously play at the collegiate level, which was a, a pretty good level, uh, and get kind of the best of both worlds. Sure. Uh, so I think that uh, at the moment, that's what uh, convinced me. I'm sure it convinced my parents as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I think at the moment, uh, I always, uh, again, I get this uh, question like, uh, should you have gone to college? Should you have uh, gone the pro route uh, with uh, having options at the time as well? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I made a decision and then I'm like, obviously I'm happy. I'm happy with the decision I made because uh, everything, everything may have been different. I mean, you make decisions and you go with it, you know? Yep, yep. Now, uh, you, you joined uh, your sort of hometown club in Fresno last year. Uh, uh, now, did you and and now and they reunited with one of your teammates from that team, Christian Cheney? Did you, knowing that soccer is a pretty small world, is that did you know him before joining uh, Central Valley Fuego? I think we knew we knew about each other. Uh, we knew yeah. about each other. I mean, Fresno to my hometown series, Modesto. 
Uh, it's an hour and a half uh, okay. away. It's not far at all. Uh, I think Cheney, he's, uh, he's got to be two, three years older than me. Um, but I think, yeah, we have mutual friends and, and all that stuff. So uh, I had heard of him. Uh, I think he, he, he had heard of me. Uh, but last year playing together, it was uh, it was a lot of fun for sure. And what is that difference like, you know, having him as a team man? And I'm, obviously you were playing against against him earlier this year in the two times Fuego, well, three times, I guess, before uh, Fuego had played Madison. So what is it like, you know, having Cheney as a teammate, but then also trying to face him as an opponent uh, that you had kind of had to go through uh, the past, I guess, year? I think uh, Cheney's a guy that it's uh, much better to have on your side. Uh, both uh, as a player and as a person, I think he's a big character, big personality. Uh, and uh, to be in the same locker room as him, to be in the same team as him again, I think, uh, uh, I hope he doesn't hear this, but uh, it's, I enjoy it. I enjoy to have uh, Chaney on, on my side for sure. <laughs> um, uh, Fuego uh, has a pretty, pretty solid group of fans. Uh, supporters to come out, uh, and obviously Madison does too. Um, how, how does that? I mean, Madison. I don't know if Madison's is it noticeably louder in Madison. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, you're, you're. I don't know Fuego is like average attendance is a little bit lower than Madison, but both are very passionate groups of supporters. Obviously, um, how does that uh, translate to to what you got to do on the field or what, what you're able to do? Uh, I think there's, there, it's good. It's good when you have uh, passionate fans and uh, a passionate fan base. Uh, like right now, obviously, I'm at Madison. So I think I feel, I feel comfortable speaking about uh, Madison's fans. And I've been here a few times, not only last year, but this year. And again, like I said uh, about Cheney, I will also say about the Madison fans. It's, uh, I think it's much better to be on the, this side than uh the opposing side for sure um but either way i mean i think uh it's it's fun to get to play at home and that you have uh like we did this weekend four or five thousand people behind you uh because i mean especially in those nights like like uh, proof of it was this saturday i think um 90th minute 90 something minute we go down a man we go down another man and uh, you know that gives you the extra boost that you have uh, you have the entire fan base uh, right behind you uh, giving you that extra boost that uh, that you need so for me it's uh, it's I'm excited to get to play more in front of them for sure yeah one of the things um, that you know we always want to ask especially players that are newer to Madison um, is you know what if you have a message for the fans or if there's an asset you want to have for the fans what would that be we talked to Aiden Macias early in the year and he said to get on the refs a little bit more <laughs> I, I think that might not happen anymore considering all the uh, red cards that happened but is there a message you want to give Madison fans um, that they can especially coming into Thursday's match against Richmond yeah, uh, I believe there's four uh, four home games left, if I'm not uh, incorrect. Uh, I think uh, the the next four games, beginning with the, this one on Thursday, uh, I mean, the boys are preparing. The boys are preparing to, to the best that we can, to the best of our ability. And uh, I know that we're going to give absolutely everything uh, from minute one all the way to minute, I wouldn't even say 90 anymore. Games are all the way to minute 100 these days. Uh, so... We're going to go for 90 plus uh, and give absolutely everything for you guys. Uh, so, I mean, 
what can I say? Uh, keep doing what you guys are doing, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do our absolute best to to perform for you guys. That is a great note to end on, Azar. I must really appreciate your time once again, and uh, we'll see you Thursday. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you.